0: Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 2006-81 on Timelines. It's Saturday morning, so we... T- ...about WordPress. Today, we have Shane McGoughlin. He is over in Thailand, but Shane, you're originally from somewhere in Europe, either Germany, Austria. We've been on the show, episode oh, 90. so
1: close, so close. So, so, <laughs> Switzerland?
0: India. Which one of those countries?
1: Yeah, Switzerland. Switzerland. That's from. right. Yeah,
0: I like Switzerland. They don't get invaded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, like the only European countries like it they, hasn't been invaded like. In yeah. They also months.
1: don't. They also don't do anyone's invading. I, I feel like the Swiss strategy is basically, we don't do anything and we have all of your money. So yeah, you know, it's, it's just sorry. keep that in mind.
0: it takes <laughs> all that money that we go and invade you to get that money, or. Right?
1: Yeah. Well, but but it's your money already. Yeah, like exactly. You just throw it, you know? <laughs> that
2: would be a bit illogical, wouldn't it?
1: Well, people don't <laughs> yeah. realize. They thought
0: this was about WordPress, but this is about the world economy now. So we're talking right. about
2: the Yeah, there I was. Trying. But I was very impressed, Bill, actually. American uh, ge- outside geography is not that impressive, is it, Bill, yeah. is it?
1: So, uh, so you, 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 Germany you, and Austria, it's like two near misses. That's pretty I, good. I, you know, I've been... Uh, I, I could. I remember I was limited at
0: one time when I was a younger officer in the military, even going to Austria. I could go into Austria, but I was mm-hmm. a special forces officer. So there's a limit by treaty of where we can even go. I, I had to get permission to go to Innsbruck, and I definitely couldn't go to Switzerland.
2: Well, it's right. really wise. That was, you can be dangerous. <laughs> they kept me
0: out of Switzerland. All
2: <laughs> right, it changed. So thank you for coming on the show. It's your second that's time you've been on the madness. But – um. We're doing a month around graphics and online marketing and why graphics are really important for your landing page. And being that you're uh, the joint owner of fry Themes and it's all about landing pages and that, and I think you're one of the most knowledgeable people I know around mar- online marketing. I thought you would be the right guest to um, have a chat about this. So, Yeah, let's do it. So let's start off. So how important it is in 2016 to have good graphics linked to good landing pages so first of all i would say that i wouldn't try to think of it in terms
1: of good graphics or, but rather in ter- think of it as good design because you can have a good graphic and throw it on a page and it could still be a horrible page but also let's let's try and think about you know what's the purpose of that in the first place if we're talking about the design of a page or the design of a website what's the point? What's the purpose? And what I like to focus on is, is the direct conversion purpose, because obviously design has a branding purpose. Uh, it gives your site a character. And I think traditionally design has, has been a lot about, about branding. But, um, I think for most people, especially if we're talking about small business, startup, uh, solopreneur type, um, if we're talking about, like, let's say that corner of the internet, the most important thing to focus on is just the direct effectiveness, direct usefulness of um, of the design on your site. So essentially, the design of a page, design of your website, should serve the conversion. And um, and yeah, there's I think uh, there are a couple of important things there, but but that's like the the most important. You know, I'd say the, the highest level thing to look at is is does this serve the conversion goal? Does this help if I'm adding a design element over here, I'm changing the design or something like that? Does this help drive people towards a conversion goal? That's the first and most important thing I would ask.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Um, I've read of quite a few. Obviously, Google doesn't kind of publicize it to some extent, but a lot of people say you you really should have graphics in your articles, in your posts and if you don't do that, you're going to get slightly penalized by Google. Did did you agree with that at all? Or do you think it's so marginal? It doesn't really matter. I think mostly I don't care about it.
1: So I, I used to have an SEO focus and I used to do a lot of the search engine optimization, all that, you know, and chasing after specific keywords and all that. I don't do any of that anymore. Um, and, When it comes to content, I create my content for humans. And really to the degree, you know, if if I create a piece of content and I decide that, or even maybe test with usability tests and so on, I determine this is the way it is. You know, this is the way it's best for people. It's the most readable, most engaging, most interesting, most useful for the human readers. Even if Google comes along and says, no, no, you should do this and remove that and uh, to get higher rankings. Well, I don't care. I don't care. I, w- I don't want your rankings if it makes my content less useful or less readable for people. So, uh, yeah, that's my focus is, has basically shifted away completely from machines. If incidentally I can, you know, I can add some SEO tags and stuff like that, that's fine, right? I, I still do that. I still add, you know, a meta title and a meta description, all that. Because that's incidental. It doesn't interfere with the human beings on my website. But when it comes to, you know, adding or not adding images to a page, I don't care, I care what Google thinks. Yeah. Uh, I would say, though, and I know that Google happens to agree with this, is when it comes to adding graphics to content, for example, you'll notice if you, like if you kind of watch web design, then there's been a very strong trend in the last few years towards flat design. So, and if, you know, if someone's listening and not familiar with flat design is basically uh, instead of having stuff look sort of realistic with gradients and shadows and things like that stuff has just become flatter and let's say more cartoon like one of the reasons why this is a good thing is because flat, simple images with fewer colors and things are smaller, right? In, In the data size of such an image is smaller. And that means it loads faster. What I recommend everyone does for uh, graphics and images on their website is that you compress them. Um, the, the service I recommend for doing this is called Kraken. It's kraken.io. Yeah, very good. Uh, and you basically upload an image there. The, the image gets optimized. It becomes, it basically visibly barely changes, but sometimes the file size is you know, often 50 to 80% smaller which basically means you can have images on your page and that can be in a blog post or a sales page or whatever it is, and it will load a lot faster. And that's important, right? That's important for your human visitors because no one likes to wait for a web page to load. And Google agrees, so it's also good for your rank. So That's something I highly recommend you do. And it's also something that's, you know, at Thrive Themes, this is very important to us. So we actually built this into our themes. There's a feature you can turn on where every image you upload is automatically compressed through the Kraken premium service so that you don't have to manually do that because that's something that, you know, that, that's one of the things that we, uh, it's very important to us to have fast websites. Again, because that just makes the website much, much better for the user and it also leads to higher conversion rates. Like generally people enjoy using fast websites and they will buy more from a fast website than from a slow one.
2: Yeah, it definitely will. You know, I, I know you've got a range of- an arrangement, a business arrangement with a hosting provider, which is fine. Uh, um at WP Tonic we're big we're big supporters of the digital ocean. Um mm-hmm. but I totally agree with you around hosting. I, I think really cheap hosting really is a bit of a killer, isn't it? With a modern yeah, yeah. word WordPress you know unless it's a very bog standard very small website you you know your normal average hosting on wordpress on anybody that really wants to get results it's going to be a bit challenging isn't it
1: yeah it's i'm it's it's fine to um you know if you're if you're on a really tight budget i think it's fine to to start out with mm-hmm. but as soon as you know as soon as you actually start getting some traffic as soon as that business starts rolling. That's that's one of the biggest speed fixes is moving from a a low-budget shared hosting kind of thing to a proper, more serious hosting yeah, solution. Yeah, it's weird.
2: You know, I do maintenance, and when I look at the statistics, I notice with shared hosting, it goes up and down a lot. Yeah. It, you, know, it's up, you know, it really is. It very, you, know, you can get really, I won't name names. There's some that just dog slow all the time. But yeah. What you do see is a lot of up and down, um, mm-hmm. and that—that's part of the you know shared hosting, isn't it? You know that's a consequence yeah. of new sites they're putting on that server. So now, when it comes to conversion, you know, I thought you'd be the person because five, five themes, you know, it's a, it's a, it's about making landing pages that convert. So Mm -hmm. in in the themes that you've developed in-house, what have you seen, what is the kind of difference in conversion you can get with having the right graphics with the right message? I know it's a broad question, but can you give any kind of insights about that at all?
1: It's something you can't generalize, right? I can't say, oh, if you improve the design... Sorry for the the question. It was a little bit unfair, but I thought I had to ask. Yeah. No, I think, look, I think it's good because the, the thing is... It, for, let's say, for marketing purposes, this kind of thing gets paraded around quite a lot, right? Someone will come along and say, oh, you know, we found the layout that increases conversions by 50%. No, you didn't. You did one case study where a change <laughs> caused this, and you don't even, like, you can't just let, claim that this is a change that will work for everyone the same way. It doesn't work that way, right?
2: It's a little bit, but, in, in, what's the word, in, Um It's not, they're not saying... You're not exactly lying, but they're not exactly giving you the whole picture,
1: are they? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I mean, what I can say is, you know, one of the things uh, I do quite a lot is uh, I do website reviews and also basically I try to find ways to, you know, take a look at, um, uh, take a look at websites that that our users are building and landing pages our users are building and opt-in forms and so on um, so that. That I get an idea of how our users are actually using our products and what we can do to make them better. Yeah, one of the one of the big things. Or let me let me actually name two things. Two of the big things that one, I very often name, see. Name very,
2: one thing, and then we name the second when we come back from our break. How
1: does that work? All right. Okay. So two big things, like two big fixes, uh, that that I most commonly see. You know, uh, as where I can see. Okay. This is these are the two things you can do to fix this landing page, like the, in terms of the design of the landing page to make this a better, higher converting page. So the first one would be uh, just the readability, and I think a mistake there is when you pay um, more attention to the look of something than how easy it is to read. Uh, so you know you might have a font that looks really fancy, that looks nice, that that, that pleases you, let's say the way it looks, but it's difficult to read a lot of text in that font, right? It doesn't flow nicely. Um, and and that's that's a that's a big mistake. Another uh, oh, to use that then, right? Yeah. So another example of that would be if you have bright text on a dark background. Now if you have bright text on a dark background, you know, let's say in one text box, that kind of grabs attention, it looks different. That's fine. But if you have multiple paragraphs of bright text on dark background, that really strains the eye to read, and so that's like a very basic change or a very basic thing you need to pay attention to is how readable is this text? Because no matter how good your message is, if people don't want to read it, you know, it doesn't matter. That's it. Your your message fails before <laughs> before it can do its job if people don't want to read your text. Oh, that, so, that, that's yeah. Great. So what I'd what I yeah, recommend.
2: So, well, we'll go to our break first, Shane, All right. and then you can come All back right. and finish off. So, we're going to yeah. our break.
3: Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best. WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. We want to thank Share the Oil. Share the Oils Northern Nevada. We thank you for your support.
0: Okay, we're coming back from our first break with Shane. Shane's going to finish up his thought after we interrupt him for the break, and then we're going to go to his life and success principles.
2: Yes, yeah, so, uh, I'm sorry, Shane. I kind of had to cut you in mid-flow, didn't yeah. I? So, uh, so, can you, so you give your thoughts again? So you were no, you, just, talking, you were talking it. about font choices, and you've got yeah. cho- fonts. Um, you've got to think about re- the readability. Yeah, yeah. Talking, so readability. you were talking about your boxes with your different kind of little font, and not have. Too yeah, much.
1: so so readability. No, I didn't actually. It was it? Just, I just wanted to see you squirm for a bit. So. <laughs> So, with readability, uh, you know what I can recommend you do is basically stick to stick to the simpler fonts, especially for your actual paragraph text font uh, it's It's fine to have maybe a fancier looking headline font, but for your actual you know chunks of text, stick to the to the boring and proven fonts um, you know open sans Arial Roboto Verdana Georgia. Those are, you know, those aren't like special. They don't make your website look special, but they are very, very readable. And also make sure that you have good line height and a good contrast, you know, don't have light gray text in the white background. Not everybody's eyesight's perfect, right? Um, So that's to make sure it's readable. The second thing that's an easy fix is pay attention to the visual hierarchy of your page. So everything that is designed on your page um, communicates visual hierarchy that includes the text the you know the the size and contrast of text like uh, maybe large headlines, smaller subheadings, things like that. It includes images, graphics, maybe things like uh, you know background images, background colors, um, but also images in the foreground or images of arrows pointing to things. It includes buttons, button colors, contrast size, and so on. All of this communicates visual hierarchy, and what visual hierarchy means is that essentially. One of the ways if you kind of take a step back and you squint your eyes and you look at the page, what are the things that stand out the most? Because visual hierarchy is basically what do what does size, color, contrast and position tell me about how important this thing is on the page? And that should be in line with how important that thing thing actually is. For example, if you have a headline and you want your your visitor, the first thing you want them to do is you want them to see that headline and read that headline. That's the most important part of the page. Well, the size contrast and color of that headline should make that clear. And if you, you know, a typical mistake is um, maybe you have a headline that isn't, isn't that big. It's not that bold. uh, It's next to like a huge image. And that image is drawing more attention than the headline, but the headline is communicating something more important than the image. So there's a, conflict in in visual hierarchy the visual hierarchy is telling me look at this image but actually that image isn't that important right so you want to make sure that the most important things on your page the the things that you want people to pay the most attention to are also the most noticeable things on your page that's the idea of visual hierarchy so that's another uh, easy fix another example of this going wrong is for example if you have a page where your main goal is maybe a you know a buy now button, right? You want people to click on that button to go into the next step of the purchase funnel. But then you have like these huge social media buttons that are colorful and big and your buy now button is kind of shy and small. And, and so the visual hierarchy says the social media buttons are more important than this little button down here. But really you probably want people to buy your thing more than you want them to send a tweet, right? So that again would be an example of visual hierarchy being wrong on a page.
2: Yeah, I think I think this is such great advice. And thanks, Shane. I think my observation is that this isn't this isn't easy, actually, is it? Um, the principles you you communicate the principles very effectively, but what I mean by not easy, it's applying them in a consistent way. Um, it's a bit like copywriting. You know, you get a lot of very good print copywriters, but to actually get to the essence of a product and service in as few words as possible to capture the people that, and so they they read more, they go deeper into the website, is art in, uh, There's, there's there, there are some good copywriters, but also there's a lot of indifferent copywriters. Mm. And it's a bit like design as well, you know, to work out your visual hierarchy you know, like what you it takes fault, doesn't it? And, it? and it, you know, it takes consideration. Would you agree with those yeah. statements? It,
1: there's, a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to it. And what I've found from working with different designers is that um, web designers are generally undereducated in this kind of thing. So if you, you know, take any kind of web designer, they're usually good at creating pages that look nice but they usually don't have a lot of education, this kind of thing, you know, when it comes to things like visual hierarchy and what that means and making a page that doesn't just look nice, but also has, uh, these conversion elements, let's say, which is also, you know, the whole reason why we started five Themes really because we saw all this WordPress stuff, plugins that, that have this focus on design. They all look nice but
0: that's a good lead in let me let's hit the timeline portion real fast which is about business we're going to talk about five minutes about business give you a commercial and then we'll close up the podcast so we can get to the real beefy stuff on um, youtube and on blab so we can actually look at some sites by the way sean i put up your site while you're talking so we could look at it so i thought when we come back maybe we could we can analyze your site first it's like at that it's not that landing page that welcome page so Mm -hmm. let's go into the business side running a business how long have you been running a business so far
1: uh, I'm not sure seven years maybe
0: okay that's good like that. did it take like two years to get going I mean it, it seems I've started two big Easily, business yeah. two businesses it's always taken about two years to really get it going
1: yeah I would say that's about right
0: yeah, yeah two years of hard work where you don't make much and it starts happening so I want to go back to that but let's talk about your success and life principles as my Labrador is barking outside and you can probably hear that so the first one you put up is 20 miles marching
1: Yeah. So the 20 mile March is, it's about consistency, right? It's you do the same amount every day. Um, and instead of, you know, instead of like, uh, doing too much on some days and then don't not having enough energy to do on other days, Mm -hmm. it's huge. Uh, that's where people fall short. and, And I think it is, and one of the things that made me realize how important the 20 mile marching is, is that while I'm building these businesses, usually it feels like everything's going way too slow. While it's happening, you know it feels like we're not making progress, feels like it's taking us too long to get the next product out, taking us too long mm-hmm. to sort out these problems and so on. But if you look at the the growth of the business is actually growing extremely well. If you look at how much has happened in the last five years it's actually crazy how much growth and how much change there has been, but in every individual moment, it seems like things aren't aren't moving fast enough so and I think that's where people fall short, right? They they make an effort and it seems like oh I'm not getting anywhere and they stop. And then maybe they start something new and they make an effort there and then they stop again. But it's just like this relentless, just relentlessly, relentlessly marching, 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 and just doing your thing. And you have to if you have the capacity to do that for years and years, that's a good way to build success.
0: Yeah, if you if you work long enough and keep on sharpening the sword like you talked about later. I think uh, you you enhance your probability of success so much more. So the next thing you have is skill building, which fits right into what you just said.
1: Yeah. So that's been you know f- from for me that's been the most important thing. Is at some point in my life I realized that I am not doomed to failure because you know I was, I was bad at school and I was bad at everything basically. And at some point I realized that that wasn't just my lot in life that I could actually by consistently working on things that could get better at things. And so in very simple terms, you can look at where you are right now in your life and you can look at where you want to go in life and the steps in between there are built by skills, right? Uh, whatever it is, whatever skills you want to have, maybe you want to build interpersonal skills. Maybe you want to uh, learn practical skills. Uh, maybe you want to learn communication skills. Maybe you want to learn how to build a business. Maybe you want to learn how to do whatever. But it's these things that will help you get to where you want to go. And the way you build scales is is by 20-mile marching on those scales, yeah. essentially.
0: And, and and the last one really is contrary, but it doesn't fit to the 20 miles, but it says no life balance.
1: So I don't have, you know, I'm not a great uh, work-life balance guy, but um, that's because, in, in to large part, that's because I'm inc- incredibly passionate about my work. This is, the work I do is my favorite thing to do. And it is like my mission in life. So, you know, right now I'm in Thailand, but I'm not like traveling around Thailand and I'm not posting like selfies on Instagram every day from the backs of elephants and whatnot, because mainly I just live here and I really enjoy living here, but I work every day. Right. Um, and I'm just working in a nicer environment, but I still, I still work every day. This is what I do. This is what I love doing. So, um, yeah, that's, and it's especially in the beginning, you know, for the first few years, I didn't have a life. I didn't have a life. I was just work, right? Uh, which is probably not healthy, but it's a good way to get a business off the ground.
0: You know, all, all the greats, that's one trait. And I've interviewed a lot of folks, and you look at them all, and I've studied them, and all the greats, like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, whoever they are, I think have that same philosophy. They're not worried, believe it or not, early on, they're not worried about life balance. They're worried about getting their business going, success, and getting yeah. forward. Once you get successful, banks some money, maybe you can contract out. But, and even then, they're still working hard. Look at Eli Musk; he's the hardest worker you ever find. He is all, and he's yeah. doing so many different things. Yeah. So, a hey, very good Shane. With that, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back going to give a quick commercial give your commercial how the listener can get in contact with you then we'll ask one last question and shut this down and open it up on youtube and blab because we've got a lot of people on blab about 87 people have come through we've got 24 25 people watching right now and it gets more fun i think even after we get done with this darn podcast okay If you don't already have a real estate
3: agent you know, like, and trust, let Conrad Pacific help you find a certified residential specialist. And the service is free. If you're moving across country or just across town, call 775-233-8065 or visit us at conradpacific.com.
0: Okay, Shane, we're coming back from the break, and we want to thank you for all the information you've laid out in front of us. But we want to know now, how can the podcast listener get a hold of
1: you? Sure. Uh, The best place to go is... ThriveThemes.com. So that's ThriveThemes, one word.com, uh, Because basically the design problem I was talking about before is, that's the reason we started ThriveThemes, is we saw that you can get a lot of WordPress themes and plugins and things that are basically made with a design focus, that they help you make a nice website. Uh, and what, what I wanted to build for my businesses is, is, a, is a good website, one that that basically converts people into subscribers and buyers. And I couldn't find that, so we built them ourselves. And basically, it's it's a design expert and a conversion expert built into a bunch of plugins and themes. That's what you get at ThriveThemes.com.
2: Yeah, I like to say it's a plugin that I've I use myself. It's a fantastic system, and the support from Shane's team is excellent. And it's just a fantastic product. And um, I would say to anybody try it, I highly endorse it, as they yep. say. Excellent, Bill well, Johnson, <laughs> the
0: very first. Uh, site we, we will review this week will be thrive themes after the
2: podcast oh, i'd like him to actually look at mail right i'm uh, we can asking do- him to look at his own website it's a bit hard but we'll, um, his, we'll do his own website we'll, we'll, you and i'll do it
0: and then we'll do mail right? and I then think,
2: we'll yeah we, we look at his and he can respond that that'd be funny would it
0: so um, folks, you have to drive on over to timelines of com episode 2206 or uh, WP Tonic episode 81.
2: Yeah, so I've got one last question before we go over to the suicide section, Shane. I the suicide section. I like, uh, suicide suicide. I like um, We, we um, destroy your website. You know, obviously, um, as your business, one of your answers to Bill's questions, you talked about the 20-mile march and learning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in Seth Golgan's book, the, the Dip, we always... You know, learning is quick, and then we hit a wall. We hit where it becomes really, really tough. Have you got any insights about how you personally have managed to keep yourself motivated to get through the dip when you've had the challenge of not only doing your normal day-to-day business, but you're having to learn a new skill, a new ability? you got any kind of insights or tips for our audience? Yeah, so I think the,
1: the two to start with are just two mindset things. And the first is, be aware that this is normal. Because I think a problem is, when this happens and you think, oh God, I'm a failure. This is really hard for me now. I I should stop, right? If you just realize this is normal, this is going to happen. In fact, when you you start with something, you expect the dip. You know that it's coming. And so instead of it being this big shock, it's like, oh, here it is. That helps. And the second thing is, is just, a mindset thing. So now you know that this is normal. This happens to everyone. The second thing you need to know is this is where almost everyone fails. And so you knew that this would happen coming into it. You made a decision that you wanted to build this skill or that you wanted to accomplish this goal that you're working towards. Here is the dip as you knew it would happen. You know that here's where almost everyone fails. Question is, are you almost everyone? And for me, this is a very powerful motivator. It probably doesn't work for everyone. But for me, this is the point of differentiation. Everybody makes it to the dip, right? Now you're still swimming with the crowd. You haven't done anything yet. Everybody makes it this far. Question is, are you going to make it further? This is the point of differentiation. You're not special for having started something new, right? Everybody starts writing a book. You're special for finishing writing a book. And this is the point of saying, of separation right if you want to prove that you're actually doing something if you want to be different if you want to take this further than everyone else who just talks about it all day or dreams about it this is the point you've been waiting for here is where you prove it
2: i think i think that's a very powerful statement um my only other t- two things i would like to add to it that is try and break it up into realistic achievement goals so you can reach a goal sub goal of the main goal and it just it's a little bit encouraging if you can do that and the other thing I would say is be a bit compassionate with oneself Um sure. that voice um I don't know if you're the same but I'm very critical about my performance yeah. a lot more critical than I am with other people I tend to make excuses for other people that I don't make for myself and I can yeah. become very uncompassionate about my performance, and yeah. it's fine, you should be realistic, but there's a level where it becomes counter it becomes slightly destructive doesn't it
1: yep. absolutely yeah this is this is something I really had to learn as well is is self acceptance really right accepting thing and and this is in general in self development i think this is the biggest thing you can do is to get to the point where you can be both ambitious and driven to perform extremely well but also accepting of where you are right now and and to see that those aren't mutually exclusive where you can say look i really i really want to be here yeah, i want to be better than this i want to be more disciplined and so on but right now this is where i'm at and that's fine and this is you know this is where i'm starting from and i'm just going to do a little better every day actually that's yeah, Shane,
0: that's a really great way to wrap up the podcast portion. We'll put that at the front. That was excellent, the last few words. But with that said, remember, you can find us at uh, timelinesofsuccess.com, WP Tonic. And today, you can drive on over to impact.com and find your site. With that, let's go to the fun part. We're going to get on, off the podcast and into YouTube and Blab. And I can't wait to tear apart your site.
2: All right. <laughs> uh, well,.